Welcome to the Kinjas Podcast. Here we will discuss dance, life, and whatever the f*** we want. Welcome back to another episode of the Kinjas Podcast, Movement in the Shadows. I'm your host, Ben. Everyone knows what it's like to have a dream. But not everyone knows what it's like to have that dream become a reality. At some point, we may give up on that dream because it doesn't seem realistic or sustainable. Or maybe we didn't see the opportunities present themselves to us, so we just shifted gears to a safer path. Rarely in life will anything that's extremely valuable just be handed to you on a silver platter. If it's really worthwhile, you have to be hungry for it and work to get it. But where do you begin? It's a great question. Maybe it starts with that question, which may lead to your next question, and then the next. Knowing what you want often comes after asking the right questions. And eventually you'll find yourself walking through the doors that turn that dream into a reality. My guest today is DJ E-Man. E-Man is a world-renowned DJ. He's an LA legend. You may recognize him as the resident DJ of Big Boy's Neighborhood on Power 106. He's currently the director of programming and music content for Marulo Media and classic LA hip-hop radio stations Power 106 and 93.5 K-Day, as well as 93.9 Cali. E-Man found DJing at the age of 13. And like most kids that find something that you love to do, you obsess over it and you do whatever it takes to learn everything that there is to do with the craft. And it wasn't a career plan for him. It wasn't something that he had plans to pursue professionally, but he just kept uh, going and kept growing and um, found himself um, having opportunities to DJ parties, to clubs, and um, growing up listening to his favorite radio station, Power 106, he thought one day maybe that he could potentially be a DJ for that radio station. And um, he took a shot. You know, he, he made a demo tape, dropped it off at the radio station, and within 90 minutes, he got a phone call uh, from the station with an opportunity to be a guest DJ. And uh, he gets into how he developed this mentality of going after your dreams. He even says as a, as a kid, he wasn't a super ambitious kid. He was pretty shy and, and didn't really take too many chances. But with DJing, something that he really was passionate about, something that he loved, he developed his confidence in his skills, you know, and um, after having the opportunity to be a guest DJ on Power 106, to being offered a spot as a resident DJ and being a part of that uh, family for now 25 years, he's obviously learned a whole lot, um, not only about just his craft that got him there, but uh, the ins and outs of the radio industry and seeing that there were more opportunities after walking through those doors and more places that he could see himself growing into. And, um, you know, he gets into uh, the mentors that he's had to coach him and and, uh, pretty much give him opportunities to step into new roles um, that he is currently um, in right now. And obviously, as the the world is, is learning how to shift during this time, E-Man gets into the ways that um, his workflow has all had to shift as well. And that's what I loved about talking to him. I think, you know, with his perspective of everything and the way that uh, content is now being consumed, how it's being distributed and um, the future of it and how um, the way that things are shifting now may be shifting into a, uh, a permanent state where it becomes a new normal in the way that radio as well as music and that sort of content uh, is created and, and distributed. And I think just the mentality of being able to be flexible and to shift is, uh, is, is very important. And, and he, is, uh, he gets into how he's doing that personally as well as um, how the industry, the radio industry itself is also shifting. This is a great uh, talk, I think, for anybody who is, you know, wanting to pursue that dream. Uh, Most times it's hard to read a book or or find a a manual that's going to lay down the step by steps of how to do something. But um, the way he breaks things down is simple. It's he breaks breaks it down by um, emphasizing the importance of, first of all, knowing yourself and knowing what you want. 
and then surrounding yourself with the people that uh, that do what you want to do and and asking the right questions, asking those key questions that can unlock those doors. And, and then as the doors open up, you walk through them and then you find yourself in new spaces and you continue that cycle and you continue to grow. And I think that's the, the, the beautiful thing. It's a simple formula. It's not complicated, but though simple in nature, it is still hard in terms of the work that you need to put in. And um, I think that's something that uh, he, he emphasizes as well. Like if you don't put in the work, um, no one's going to do it for you. You don't ask the questions, no one's going to offer it to you. And I think that mentality is, I think that's what's uh, obviously gotten him to where he's at. And uh, I would definitely say uh, very inspiring to hear. I think this is a good episode. Uh, we did another IG live stream. Some people hopped into the live and popped in some questions. So we're able to answer some of those there. Um, always a fun lightning round at the end. I think that's it. Let's hop into it. Welcome back to another Kindred's podcast live, everybody. Changing up the the the, the surroundings a bit. The Wi-Fi is kind of weak in our podcast room, unfortunately. So we have to switch up the environment. So boom, check it out. This is a new backdrop. All right. Without further ado, let's get into this. Let's get into this. My special surprise guest today is world famous DJ. He's an L.A. OG. You may recognize him from Big Boy's Neighborhood. Question marks are floating around. He is now the director of programming and music content for Marulo Media and L.A.'s classic hip-hop radio stations such as Power 106 and 93.5 K-Day. My special guest, if you are in here, I want to see we can tag you in. There it is. Connecting. Bam! What up? DJ E-Man is in the pod. What's up, my brother? What up? How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. I didn't didn't cancel you. I didn't decline you. Oh, okay. (laughs) My feelings were hurt for one second, but uh, we're back in business now. Yes, sir. um, So we go back. So we talked on the phone a little bit before we hopped on to record just to kind of like touch bases and stuff. And Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. You know, we, we definitely go back. Uh, oh, well, well over 10 years uh, when I first met you. But um, uh, for those of uh, the people who may be tuned in that uh, may not be familiar with uh, who you are and, and kind of like where you're from and all that, um, could you give us just a brief sort of uh, background origin story on DJ E-Man? Like, where did you grow up um, and all that stuff? Yeah, for sure. Um, I uh, grew up in the city of Long Beach, so... Long Beach represent. Um, and of course, a lot of people know me from being on the radio. Uh, I've been uh, really DJing on Power 106 for, gosh, I'm about to date myself, man, for uh, almost, well, really 25 years now on Power 106. Hell yeah. And I started DJing uh, on the radio with the various mix shows. Shout out to the Baker Boys um, who, who put me on. Um, and then when I started on Power 106, I was DJing with uh, Big Boy. Yeah, there. Um, and from there, I just you know, was doing uh, weekend mix shows to uh, doing a night show with Big Boy. Then we went to afternoons and then we uh, went to mornings doing uh, Big Boy's Neighborhood uh, for many years. And uh, um, over the years, I got a chance to also be involved behind the scenes. So uh, I ended up becoming the, the music director at, at Power 106. And then you fast forward to now, um, I now... Uh, the director of programming, meaning I'm basically, uh, I oversee the, the overall programming for Power 106, 93.5 K-Day, which is our classic hip-hop station, and uh, our new radio station, Cali 93.9, which is a, a reggaeton station. And which is dope about all three stations is that there's a synergy around hip-hop, uh, if you really think about it. Yo, so, man, so let's, let's backtrack a bit, man. So yeah, uh, the DJing, I mean, you know, there, there's a lot of people who start out doing something that don't really get the, the opportunity to hop into like one of the biggest, you know, hip hop radio stations um, world renowned. Right. So when did you start DJing and, and like how did that even kind of enter your life? And then and then from there, what were the opportunities that kind of like started snowballing to eventually get you to like Power 106? Yeah, yeah. I, I tell people that uh, my my entire experience of DJing started off as a hobby which became a business, which then became a career. And what I mean by that is when I was uh, 13, I started the the hobby of just DJing. 
and just kind of learning the craft. Shout out to my cousin Ollie who who got me into that. And just kind of from there, you know, just learning the the, the techniques of DJing and then started doing house parties and, and all, it started becoming a business. And when I mean it became a business where I started my own mobile DJ company. So I would start doing you know, weddings and private parties and high school dances and, you know, proms and winter formals and all that. And, you know, that that business evolved to nightclubs, which then evolved to getting into radio. And uh, uh, one day I, I uh, brought a mixtape up to the Baker Boys, my, my Baker girlfriend Boys. at the time. Yeah. yeah, my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, you know, she, uh, she drove me up uh, to the... Uh, uh, radio station uh, in Burbank called we, we were coming from Long Beach and uh, dropped off a demo tape 90 minutes later on a on a beeper or a pager <laughs> I, get, I get this uh, page from A18 number so I call it back and end up being the radio station saying yo we love your uh, we That's love your mixtape can you come to a, a guest spot yeah. uh, on our Friday Night Flavor show I was like hell yeah so came up uh, did the guest set and then just you know throughout that time I, I got a chance to stay in touch with, with the Baker Boys and uh, I actually did an on-air audition months later uh, Christmas Eve actually Christmas Eve I, I did an on-air audition and then a couple days later they called me back and they said yo we liked what you did and uh, we want to uh, hire you on we're going to start a new show with uh, this uh, DJ we have named Big Boy we'd like to start you with him on a Saturday night and again that's just how everything really started so, uh, I mean, I, I, I would imagine DJing is something, I mean, were you self-taught? Was, were, you, were you with like a crew of other DJs that were kind of, would kind of teach each other techniques? Like how does one kind of learn to, to DJ? I kind of learned with a little bit with my cousin Ollie, uh, but a lot of it I, uh, I, I picked up on my own. Um, and then, you know, I started to, to meet other DJs uh, that were around. Uh, I hung out with different DJ crews. I was actually in a few different DJ crews uh, and got a chance to also learn from them. And then also just hearing back then they had some they had mixing on the radio. Back then it was uh, 1580 K-Day and just listening to the stuff they did. And even the mixtapes that were around back then, just kind of hearing and, and seeing what they were doing and just learning from that and, and kind of making that uh, my craft. Word, you know, so word. yeah. So um, you know, even when I think about uh, you know the things that we get into as we're kids, uh, we do yep. them because they're fun, right? I mean, I'm pretty sure you didn't yeah. get into DJing because like, yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this a career, and you know, I'm gonna work in radio. You just kind of fell into it, and then yep. um, you you take your passion for something, and then you start applying some uh, hustle behind it and some like uh, you know business, like you said. Um, so, you know, after kind of getting around to DJing parties to clubs um, and then getting your first opportunity to, to do a guest DJ set on, on power. I mean, Friday Night Flavors, man, I remember that was, you know, where you would find like the illest, just like the illest hip hop joints, you know what I mean? And like, um, yep. you know, I remember in, in high school when I was like, you know, when I would listen to that, I'm like, dang, man, like, you know, I, from myself, I, I kind of started to pick up dance right around that time. But even then, I wasn't like, this is going to be my career. So at what point for you, um, you know, as you were kind of just like getting your opportunities, were you kind of like set at one point? You're like, yo, I'm actually going to go like, you know, all in, both feet in and really pursue this as a, as a career path. When do you think that kind of uh, decision sort of happened for you? I think it was really when I got into radio. Um, again, just doing the stuff um, as a business. And, and again, fortunately, I was able to start my own DJ business when I was 14. And uh, to just do those gigs. And, you know, I was very fortunate enough to just kind of, you know, work and live off of that. I didn't have to do the the, the job at a McDonald's or at a clothing store. That was kind of my hustle of, of kind of making you know, ends meet in a sense, you know, yeah, I lived at home and, and my parents were very, very supportive. Uh, but that was just my, my way to, you know, to make that little extra, you know, income. Um, but it wasn't really until radio when I realized that, hey, there's a career in this. There, there's a career in, in not just DJing, but in music in general. And right. learning what radio was about and, and seeing that radio at the time uh, was this massive platform. Like it was like, like it was like almost the biggest stage to perform. You're not, you might not be able to see anyone, but they could hear you. Yeah. And just knowing the, the many people that were listening from, you know, of course, you know, people like us to even celebrities in a sense, like knowing that we were also entertaining them in a sense that really got me thinking like, Oh wow. Like, like I didn't realize this could really be a, a career. And, uh, 
I think it became more of a career for me, not just DJing on the air, but when I got more involved behind the scenes. Gotcha. And when I got to learn the actual true meaning, what radio is and, and, and what it's about, that's how I got a chance to really learn, um, you know, how music is picked. Right. Why we play certain music a certain way. Uh, um, who our audience is. And just kind of learning all of that. And again, just at the same time going to school, which was tough. I, uh, I remember when I started at Power, I started at Cal State Fullerton. Okay. And it was really tough going to school at the same time because I thought, hey, I don't think I need school. I don't think I need all the stuff that I'm learning. And I almost gave up. And but I, I kind of stuck with it. And I said, no, nah, let me just let me just finish this out. And I'm glad I did, because a lot of things that I'm learning uh, and things that I did learn at school, I'm applying now. Yeah. So what were you uh, what were you studying in school? What was your major? Uh, business administration marketing. OK. And again, like I was thinking, hmm, how is all this going to work? And then come to find out, like marketing has a lot to do with uh, what I do, because at the end of the day, everything from the music we play to the promotions we do, those are all marketing statements to right. to the brand that we are. Yeah. So you said you you definitely had your parents' support, which is kind of a uh, uh, kind of rare. You know, with uh, you know Asian Asian parents don't necessarily um, jump at the idea of their kids pursuing something in like the entertainment right. artistic realm. But your parents were in your corner, though. Yeah, a thousand percent. You're right. There's a lot of. Uh, uh, you know, especially with, with Filipinos, you know, yeah. there's, there's a lot of stereotypes with like, oh, you know, I want you to become a nurse or, or a doctor or, or a lawyer or an engineer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were a thousand percent supportive. You know, they, they bought uh, my first equipment. Uh, they bought, you know, they helped go buy records and music uh, for myself and my brothers. Uh, and also, I mean, they were a thousand percent supportive. Even my dad, he was the one who came with me to my to my first gig. And he was helping me pick the music. It was a wedding. And he was the one helping me, you know, pick the right songs and all that stuff. So, again, you know, 1,000% supportive. Yeah, I mean, I understand your brothers also. I mean, Verman, shout out Verman. You know, he's getting down with the Far East movement. And you have another brother that also works in in radio as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to my brother, uh, DJ Verman. Um, Obviously, like you say, he's in the group uh, Far East movement. And uh, they have a huge event, by the way, that they're doing uh, this Saturday. Uh, with uh, identity, identity. Yeah, we're and, actually yeah. Uh, we got a little spot in the show uh, for that too, so we'll be on. Dope, it. Dope. Yeah. And I'm on it too. I'm actually I'm actually hosting. Oh hell uh, yeah. one of the segments, so Sick. I'm on it as well. Um, and then we have uh, our younger brother, Mikey Mike, who uh, who's also a DJ, and he uh, is currently on Dash Radio. He actually uh, oversees a lot of the hip hop programming on Dash Radio. So um, we're blessed as a family to be involved in, in not just the music industry, but uh, even involved in radio. Yeah, um, I love the, your, um, the evolution of uh, the way that you transition from one thing to the next. You know, obviously the DJing was like the first love and that was like the introduction to even this whole world. And then when you get into this space, you, you find out like, yo, there's more to learn here. There's, I can actually expand, um, you know, now that my foot's in the door, uh, I can now, you know, try to learn other skills and, and transition yep. into other areas. So um, what was that um, initial thing? I mean, I, I know you, you studied marketing in, in college. Sure. Um, what was the thing for you to uh, for you to feel like I feel like I can go deeper into this, like deeper into the business and kind of go yeah, further into that rabbit hole? Um, I think when I started asking questions to um, at the time, my program director and my boss, I was asking, well, what do the ratings mean? Like, what is this? I don't understand what, you know, this share means or like, how does this work? So then when she started explaining it to me on the rating side and numbers thing, I was like, oh, but then, and I asked, well, how do you do this? And then that's when she started talking about, well, if you market yourself this way, if you do it this way, you could achieve certain things. And that's what really got my, got my interest up there. And I was like, okay, hmm, let me see. And then. She was actually one who said, hey, let me just offer you a uh, uh, like a coordinator position so you can learn the, the whole, you know, behind the scenes of what radio is. That's so that's what really got me. That's what really, you know, again, it was just, you know, speaking up and just asking questions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, uh, again, one of the things I learned is like if 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 you don't speak up, it won't come to you. Yeah. Let it be. It's, it, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Were you um, were you kind of an always uh, an ambitious person? person growing up like even as a kid were you a kind of a go-getter type for whatever or did you kind of find that later in life um I was very sensitive back then and I was always kind of nervous to try things and do stuff um 
I like again, like it took my cousin Ollie to 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 really like introduce me to DJing. It's like, oh, well, I want to try it. Versus like, oh, let me do this, let me do that, let me do this, let me try this, let me go get that, let me go get this. I, it, you know, I kind of was, I don't want to say a follower, but I looked for people to just give me insight on things before I pursued it, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. How did that change for you? At what point, or was, that some, was there a, a, a moment in time? Was there something that happened, somebody that kind of like was able to help you break out of that? How did you transition from being one way to the way that you are now? I think it um, had to do with, um, again, my experiences coming up as a DJ. Um, There was, um, when we were DJing clubs back then, before I even got into radio, there was a lot of times where I was doing events with other DJ crews and and a lot of my fellow DJs. And there was some point, some points in time where I felt like I wasn't getting a lot of the credit for uh, the stuff that, uh, that I was doing. So that kind of motivated me. And I use, you know, stuff like that to really motivate me. It's like, well, if, if I can't get, if I feel like I'm not getting this recognition, let me see what I could do to take myself to that next level to see if maybe I can get that recognition. Mm-hmm. So it was really those, those kind of moments that kind of, that kind of motivated me. It was like, okay, I need to, I need to find ways to take myself to the next level. Got you, got you. Yeah. And um, how many yeah. years now at Power have you been? 25. 25. Made you myself right now. Hey, congratulations, 25. man. That's incredible, bro. That's Thank you. That's amazing. Um, Thank so, you. You know, obviously, you know, you've grown um, as an artist, as a DJ. Uh, you, you, you know, you're, you're, you're climbing the ladder in terms of your career. Um, you know, on top of that, you're doing a lot of uh, other things through, through those channels like um, the, the All-Stars uh, the the b ball tournaments that you guys have been yeah, doing yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, can you yeah. talk a little bit about that and like what the whole motivation and, and purpose behind that is? Yeah, first off, shout out to all the people that are on here right now. I see my my boy Sujit, my daughter Malia's on here. I know my hey. family Joy and Alana are on here. Uh, Chris, what up, Gabe? I see you. Um, I see Hawaii's in the house as well. Um, but um, the Power 106 All-Star yeah, Basketball Games. Yes, Gamar, yep, yep. yeah, <laughs> Sujit, what up? Um, the Power 106 All-Star Basketball Games, what that is is basically our charity, uh, our weekly charity event where we give back to the high schools. We'll go to various high schools uh, throughout Southern California, and uh, we'll, we'll play a celebrity game. We'll bring various celebrities, artists, performers, and we'll come play basketball against their All-Star team, which is uh, comprised of maybe teachers and staff uh, and all alumni, if that, but it's basically our way of giving back to the community, uh, giving back to the high schools. Uh, you know, we've had so many artists be a part of it uh, to either playing or performing. Um, back in the days, we've had people from Justin Bieber to, to Chris Brown to YG, just you name it. Everyone was just uh, involved because it was also their way to give back uh, to the communities. It was also their way to also, uh, you know, be out there in front of these kids. Because obviously, you know, in this world now, you see a lot of things via social media, but it's not often they get a chance to really experience the artists up front aside from, you know, concerts and all. So this was definitely one way that a lot of the artists also see uh, their way of giving back. Just again, just being in front of the kids in person and, and just having fun. Yeah. Um, obviously, with with the quarantines and, and with COVID, with a lot of events and high schools unfortunately shutting down, um, you know we've that we've had to put that on, on hold and, and hiatus. But that's definitely gonna definitely come back very soon. And uh, and again, it's our way of giving back to the community. I love that, man. That's that's super dope. Um, you know, as you're talking about you know things like that, uh, things that you know, uh, you guys are doing for the community, obviously, like, as you said, uh, a time like this with uh, the pandemic that we're all, you know, in and things are kind of shutting down. How has that kind of affected, um, you know, uh, well, one for yourself personally, you know, like, like has that changed up your workflow? Are you kind of more so working from home too, or are you able to, to kind of be a little bit more mobile? Like how has the, this whole lockdown kind of affected you? So, uh, yourself no, personally? it's, 
it's, it's definitely affected uh, uh, the way we, we work and operate. Um, one story I'll tell is, uh, you know, shout out to all my DJs on, on all our radio stations. Um, but at one point, right before the, the quarantines happened and the COVID stuff was just getting crazy throughout the country, really across the world. But here in the U.S., you know, people were still trying to really grasp with, like what's really going on. So um, I still had a majority of my DJs on the road DJing. Um, I had someone that was DJing on a cruise ship. I had someone that was DJing in, in the East Coast. I had a few that were in San Francisco, where at the time it was the second highest rate of, of cases uh, being found. So I had to shut all mixing down for uh, the health and the well-being of not just them, but also for the the, the many staff members at the radio stations uh, and all. And then next thing you know, that's when everything started shutting down like that weekend or after that weekend, high schools and schools shut down, businesses shut down. You know, they uh, the mayor and the governor said, y'all got to stay home. And again, that's where we all had to transition and find ways to kind of really work remotely. Um, and it was it was an interesting learning experience. And we're still learning, uh, learning it now. Um, right now, my my DJs and all the radio stations are, are pretty much coming in uh, and, you know, they'll record their breaks and then they'll leave. Uh, again, we still want everyone to be safe because at the end of the day, it's about the the safety and the, and the health and the well-being of, of everyone. So again, as as LA and and the U.S. slowly opens up, that's when uh, you know we're starting to also open up a little bit more as well. Yeah, how um, how has it been for your you know personal kind of well-being and stuff like that? I know people. There's like one side of the spectrum where people are bored out of their mind with like nothing but time on their hands, and then there are other people that are like busier than ever because you know they obviously have. Um, to figure out how to pivot, you know, in, in their businesses and stuff like that. So where did you kind of fall in terms of, um, you know, time on your hands and how you've been kind of maintaining health, yeah. you know, physically, mentally, you know, emotionally, all that? Ben, that's, that's a great question. Um, honestly, it's been incredibly busy. It's yeah. been next level busy just because, um, um, again, with, with the uh, situation in the quarantines, uh, we've had to kind of scale down operations a bit. So I've been kind of handling uh, more of the stuff. Um, I'm operating three of our radio stations from the house. Uh, so I'm kind of watching and monitoring everything. I schedule, obviously, all the music for the three radio stations. Um, it's really keeping me busy. And it's almost a 24-7 job. I'll sleep, uh, of course, at night. But, you know, I'll, I'll check in just to make sure everything's running okay. Because right now, especially on the weekends, we're, we're automated, meaning like there's no one there. Mm. It's all I'm, I'm running it from my basically from my laptop on my dining table. <laughs> it's crazy. So yeah, it is. It is. But that's yeah. just how technology is now. And again, it's really about the safety of everyone. Mm-hmm. So what yeah. have you been doing just on your kind of like downtime? I know I know that everybody has their <laughs> quarantine little go tos and stuff. <laughs> um, honestly, it's not been much. Well, I mean, I'll tell you one of the cool things about working at home is that I do get to spend more time with my family. Mm-hmm. It's funny, even though I'm working more at the house. You know, I, I get a chance to break away and, and if it's, uh, you know, having, of course, lunch and dinner or breakfast with them, if it's, you know, playing video games with my son or just hanging out with the family, watching shows and movies. But, you know, from there, I'll still go back to work and, and handle stuff. Um, but, you know, it's just really, you know, just hanging out with them as much as possible. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I want to shout out uh, the class of 2020. I know there's a lot of people, yeah, a lot of yeah, you know out. people graduating right now, and you know my daughter, uh, you know she's uh, graduating. You know, she just graduated from high school, but oh, shoot. you know, th- you know, thanks. And, and things have changed. Obviously, you know, we, you know, she had to do a a virtual graduation, like I know a lot of people are doing. So uh, again, I just want to shout out the class of 2020. But you know, just really hanging out with her too. You know, during these times, I know that. You know, you know, her uh, and many of people who got affected, you know, no proms, no grad nights and, and for many, no graduation ceremonies. Yeah. So, you know, just, you know, just, you know, just hanging out here with her and just, you know, showing, uh, you know, of course, how proud we are of her and, and all just like everyone else. So, you know, for sure. Hi, Malia. She says thanks. Congrats, Malia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout out Joseph. I see Joseph on there uh, as well. A lot of people up up in here. Yeah. But, heck uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's tough, bro. I mean, I can't imagine what that's like, you know, when you, you look forward so much to celebrating such like a milestone time yep. and then, you know, not being able to. But I think the other the other side of that coin is like, this is such a unique time, hopefully something that will never repeat again, you know? Yeah, and, let's hope not. Yeah, right? <laughs> let's hope I mean, not. you know, it's yep. the first time that we've seen it in our lifetimes and like, um, but, you know, one thing that I keep, uh, you know, everybody that I talk to and a lot of the people that we have on, on the pod as well is, 
Um, you know, understanding that uh, in adversity, in times like this, you know, obviously we're faced with a new challenge every day, I, I feel like. But, you know, yep. we as humans have the ability to be resilient and, um, and to learn how to bounce back and to be creative and find our ways to navigate around a situation that, you know, we may have never done before because we've never had to in this way. And yep. so, you know, um, you know I, I guess for yourself and maybe even the future um, of, let's say, radio and stuff like that, how do you feel like um, this time is uh, potentially causing a maybe a permanent pivot, you know, and, and uh, you know, what sort of things during this time do you think will be sort of new normals in terms of us continuing on, um, especially yep. with things like content and how people consume that content, you know, everything. Thank God for technology, right? Like, you know, we get to do a virtual podcast because we have these, this, this virtual uh, technology. So yep. um, in your opinion, how do you feel like um, we're pivoting now in a way where, yeah, especially in the, in the realm of content, how we're going to create this sort of new normal. Yep. Well, I think you said it, uh, what that new normal is. We're, we're defining and defining and really trying to figure out what that new norm is, especially in radio. Um, of course, uh, in a market like Los Angeles, especially, um, a lot of radio listening comes from the car, in the car. So, um when we saw the, the quarantines happen, we had to see a lot of the, you know, we saw a lot of the listening kind of slow down in the cars. And we did see uh, people listening via, you know, streams, via apps, even smart speakers uh, and all. So just trying to pivot in that way to see how we could, uh, again, just continue to entertain. I think that was the most important thing because even though, you know, we could have been a new station, we could have been 24 hours about, uh, oh, here's stuff about the coronavirus and, and COVID-19, which you, which you need to know. We'll, we'll do informative stuff here and there. But at the end of the day, we were, you know, we're still a place what we call escapism. People want to escape from all this craziness and, and still be entertained. So that's why you still see TV shows doing what they're doing. You see, uh, you know, radio still entertaining. Um, and you made a point about, you know, this virtual podcast. Um, that's another thing, too, that we, uh, you know, we kind of had to pivot and, and adjust to as well. And, uh, you know, shout out to, to Nick Cannon, who's our morning show host on Power. You know, once everything kind of settled a little bit, we started understanding what's going on. Then we started setting up these uh, interviews, these virtual interviews. And again, from there, he's just been on fire from from the content and the artists and, and the various celebrities that he's been getting. Uh, and also, again, we're just find, we're trying to find ways to how we can provide content, not just on the radio, but also digitally and through you know, our social media, through YouTube, through wherever we can. Yeah, stuff, so. yeah. Want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Meister Watches. They are truly masters of their craft from quality materials and masterful timepieces to functional lifestyle accessories for the movers and shakers of the worlds they collide with. Meister is doing it. They've collaborated with some of the biggest brands in sports, music, comic book, car culture, and pop culture. We've actually had the pleasure of collaborating with them on a timepiece a few years back. I rock their ambassador watch. This one's my everyday watch. This one's my favorite. They are for our culture and for those that are on a constant mission to master their craft. Hop on to mstrwatches.com and pop in the discount code KINJUSPOD to receive 25% off your entire purchase at checkout. And this discount is exclusive to the Kinjas podcast. You won't find this discount anywhere. Hop on to mstrwatches.com and rock with the illest. This show is officially brought to you by Kin Aesthetic. Hop on the store.kinjas.com and plug in the promo code podcast spelled with the K at checkout to get 15% off your entire purchase. We're always trying to bring you guys the illest gear for all your movement in the shadows needs. Follow us on Instagram at kin.aesthetic. Like us on Facebook at kinesthetic.brand. Um, how, how big do you feel like, um, you know, I think you mentioned, you know, one of the, the, the producers or the um, program directors that you kind of uh, learned a lot under. Um, did you kind of in your like growing up or even um, whether growing up as a child or even through um, through uh, working at the station, mentors like people who, um, you know, that you put into your life to learn from, do you kind of uh, did you kind of actively have mentors in your life to kind of help you kind of learn the things that you wanted to learn? Um, yeah, you know, I've had, you know, various teachers, you know, in a sense. Um, 
but even just fellow DJs, in a sense, uh, uh, a lot of my DJ friends, I I, don't, I wouldn't say they were direct mentors, but I got a chance to also learn from them. Mm-hmm. And then when I really got into the radio world is where I, I kind of had natural mentors. Mm-hmm. Like a, a lot of them kind of took me under their wings and, and they taught me, you know, what it is about radio overall. And again, a lot of stuff that I learned through them, I'm applying now and just doing it my way. Yeah. You know? You mentioned um, being able to kind of like identify um, what works and what doesn't, knowing your audience, uh, how to pick a hit song and stuff like that. Do you feel like that's something that you just kind of naturally have as far as like an instinct or is there like a science to that? Um, I think it's a combination of both. Uh, But at the end of the day, it's about gut. It's about um, it's about my ear, I guess you could say. we kind of, especially my job, is we hear a lot of music all the time. And I'm going back from when I first started to even to this day. I get music uh, thrown at me from artists, from record labels, from just out there, just to see if they could get their music on the radio station. And, you know, it's is it a tough process? It absolutely is. Because at the end of the day, our goal is to find the next favorite song or the next hit for the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, we're, we have millions of people that listen. So when you're trying to make a decision to appeal to the whole mass audience versus just one or two people, that's tough because not every single person have the same exact taste. So, again, the goal is to really, you know, use judgment, use my gut, use my ear to what I feel will be the, the next hit for, for the audience, which uh, is not an easy task. But um, a radio station like Power 106, which is, again, a, a blessing to be involved with, especially for the, these many years, you know, it's, it's definitely one of the more, if not most influential hip hop stations uh, or just stations in, in radio and in music. Um, the, the many artists that the station has uh, been able to break and develop and, and what I think is dope is just to see how careers for these artists have evolved just from from being played or being broken from Power 106. So, um, again, at the end of the day, it's really about understanding who your audience is and playing for them and, and picking the right music and knowing what potentially is that next hit for them. If you were to um, like give a, a piece of advice, let's say, for somebody who's maybe interested in getting into your your field, right? Whether it be radio, sure. whether it be DJing, what would be some sort of uh, a piece of advice that you might be able to give? Um, first thing I tell people is like, at the end of the day, continue to do you, be you. Um, don't let anyone tell you no. Don't let anyone turn you down because the only person that could hold yourself back is yourself. Hmm. Um, so continue to be you. Um, a lot of people that I tell in regards to the DJing aspect is know your music. And what I mean by know your music is not just know every song that's out there, just but know the parts of the songs like if you're trying to become a dj know when to mix out of certain songs know what parts of the songs make sense for a certain mix um so that's what i mean by know your music um and that's really one thing again those are the really two important things i try to tell people just you know be you um and and do you and when you do get into this business just you know again know know your music and and know know what you're what you're doing what you're going to play and what it's about Love that, man. So I got a question for you. I'm yeah. going to switch it up on you. Oh, yeah. Let's so, go. So what are you doing during these times of quarantine? How are you, uh, how are you, you know, serving your fans and, and all? Because I know that, you know, obviously what you guys have been doing, you guys tour around the world. You do a lot of, uh, you know, performances and shows. And obviously with what's happened, everyone's had to kind of shut down a little bit. Uh, what have you been doing for your, your fans? Yeah, you know, it's 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 tough, man. I would say the first half of this quarantine, I mean, whatever, we're in week nine or whatever, 10 now. I don't even, I lost count. But I was like the first month of it was um, a whole lot of uh, reconfiguring everything. You know, as you said, we... We, we are a, a performance crew where we're, uh, you know, we have educational. I'm, we're, I'm at the Kinja's Complex right now. Um, yeah. Anthony's actually just downstairs teaching a, a digital dojo class. And so, nice. you know, obviously we can't have people come to us here, but we've had to, again, be creative. Like, how do we take the classroom into their room or their, their home, you know? So um, doing these digital classes, we were doing some stuff, you know, through IG Live and I think for us, the biggest thing was, you know, we are a product of the people who have supported us. So we want to 
you know, creatively engage with our, our fans. And so a lot of the IG lives just kind of like doing things like the podcast. Uh, we were having like Thursday night noodle nights, literally where Mike would just get a cup of noodles and then just invite people to come in and chat and hang out, obviously teaching classes and stuff. Um, and you know, the, the big part of what we do traveling and performing, unfortunately, you know, all that's kind of shut down indefinitely. Um, but you know, again, trying to be, uh, creative in terms of how do we take the performance aspect, uh, digital, you know? So, uh, we have a showcase called arena, which is a, a live showcase that we've been doing for the past, uh, we're going on, we started in 25th, yeah, this will be our fifth year. Um, we were going to do another one this year, but since we can't do a, obviously a physical space arena where people would come into a, a theater, we're going to do something online. So we're try- trying to, you know, gather together performances, um, and a competition, like everything that we would have done, but, um, even expanding on, I think that's also what's cool about this time is that if you think that you're not, you're not confined to, um, a brick and mortar space, that means you have a infinite room basically you know what i'm saying so i think uh we're trying to look at the the opportunities now even like the the class that anthony just taught you know if it was here there's a max capacity of of students that can go in there but you open up the digital space you know you get people from all over the world tuning in so i think it's uh it's cool to to know that um you know this is teaching us that like well like this there's way more opportunity in some sense um through what we're learning right now so um, nope. Yeah, it sucks. We we're, we love engaging, you know, face to face with uh, the students and our fans and stuff. But you know, unfortunately, for the time being, that can't happen. But it doesn't mean that we can't connect. So um, it's been a lot of just really trying to transition everything that we would normally do, but take it into yep. the digital space. That is dope. Well, I know you've uh, you have a lot of fans out there, man, and what you guys are doing to, you know, keep people entertained and involved in what you're doing. Congrats! And again, I know there's a lot of people in here, as well. You know, I'm gonna shout out Icy Ice, who's up in here. What up? Hey, hey. I want to shout out my son Kalani. I'm not sure if he's in here, but. Uh, Nick Ferrer, what up? I know there's a lot of people uh, in here saying what's up to, to both of us. My cousin, oh, my cousin Anthony out there in, in Jersey. What up? Heck yeah! So shout out to all the folks that are in here. But yeah, yeah I'm over here doing shout outs on, on your on your podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> ICI. What's up? Um, so, you know, once, you know, everything kind of you know, everything is opening up in phases now, we're, we're slowly getting there. Um, yep. What are what are Lucky some, Lou, what up? What, what are some of the things that like you're looking forward to most uh, to kind of get back to? Um, you know, I know there's a lot of DJs in here and uh, obviously I come from the DJ world. Um I know a lot of our, our a lot of my fellow DJs right now. Um, you know, a lot of them rely on on the nightclubs and doing a lot of gigs. Yeah, I know that's been tough for a lot of them because, as you know, every club had to shut down, and um, a lot of them aren't even back up, and we don't even know when that's going to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, everyone's hoping, of course, sooner. But again. For us DJs, that's one of the things that we love doing was entertaining an audience, if it's not through the radio, but even up front at a club, like we love playing for that dance floor. We love, uh, you know, you know, seeing those people having a good time to, to the music that we play. And again, for that to be taken away, you know, at this moment, it's kind of tough. Yeah. Uh, but um I love to. I would love to see that back in honestly shows and, and concerts. Um, you know, on a radio standpoint, um, that was uh, a lot of things that were given away. Tickets to you know see a lot of your favorite artists. Uh, tickets to events. Tickets to even theme parks like Disneyland and stuff. Mm-hmm. Again, just kind of bringing back that 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 vibe and just bringing back those type of events and you know, opening up a theme parks and stuff like that. So. Um, you know, I would love to see all that come back soon. I know at the end of the day, it's about everyone's health and well-being. And, and um, we're seeing all these places opening up. Not, you know, they say they have restrictions. But next thing you know, there's all these, you know, people hanging out together with no mask and all this other stuff. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's wild, yeah, man. It is. It it's is wild. Um, you know, as as horrible as, you know, like, obviously we could look at, coronavirus and what's happening in the world like is you know this everything sucks right and um but you know i think there's also to every every one side of the coin there's another right and like um so you know through a time like this what do you feel like um is good about this time or like what do you feel like you're learning um on a positive note through what's happening in the world 
Um, honestly, I think one of the biggest things I really enjoyed and really learned is, if anything, it gave me more time to be with my family. Um, and, and it really gave me, this gave the opportunity to really understand the importance of, of being with family in the time because we are all so busy doing various things. If, uh, if I'm on the road DJing or if I'm caught up at work or, you know, my kids were all involved in, in various sports and stuff. And obviously we'll go out and support them and all. But the fact that we get to hang out at home, um, I think that's one of the most important things. And I think if, if anything, not just for me, but just for a lot of people, just really helped people realize the importance of family and friends and, and spending time with them. Because we all do get caught up in so many different things and and we sometimes take that for granted. But again, just to, to have the time to to spend with each other. Yeah, it's in quarantine and all, but again, I've been enjoying all the times with, with the fam. Yeah, yeah. Um, so outside of, uh, you know, the work life and family and stuff, um, what sorts of like other hobbies and things like that do you kind of like to enjoy? I mean, I love basketball. Um, again, it's been tough to do any of that. Uh, you know, um, I love playing poker, so I've been doing a lot of uh, poker online. Um, I would either play on, you know, on an app I have, or I'd play with cousins. There's, there's, you know, there's apps obviously that you can interact with and stuff. So uh, uh, that, but again, just even doing a little bit more FaceTiming. Been doing a lot of Zoom meetings, but not just with work and, and all, but just even with some friends and some fam. So again, just really taking this time to really catch up with people. And, and again, just a lot of card games too, which is cool. Hmm. Just been playing, uh, learned this new game called Phase 10, which comes from the Uno family, okay. which is actually, which is a dope game. So yeah. it's been, been a popular family game right now. Okay. Okay. Yep. Right on, man. Um, yes, sir. What, what are some uh, goals do you feel like, you know, you have obviously like been um, in the music business, in the radio industry and all that for, you know, quite some time now. Do you find yourself to have new goals and things that you're kind of reaching towards still now? Yeah, um, you know, I've I've always been wanting to get into the management side of, of music and artists. Um, you know, that's one of the things I've, I've been always wanting to do. I haven't been able to do it yet, obviously, just because of uh, uh, the, you know, what I do at radio. But what I really enjoy is when I do talk to many of the artists and give my feedback or they'll send me music to give my thoughts and see, you know, you know, if it's something for the radio or what needs to improve in the stat. I really enjoy that. Um, and I'm not afraid to uh, to give back to that or give my thoughts and feedback because at the end of the day, like these many artists, uh, you know, honest feedback helps them out. Like there's no reason to sugarcoat or, or there's no reason to tell them, oh yeah, it's really dope or, and, and you know, it could be a little bit better, you know, and, and that's how artists tend to respect you. You know, if you're very honest with them and uh, you say, hey, you know, if you could work on this, work on that um, and it betters their situation, they remember that stuff. And that's how you, to me, that's very important when it comes to even developing relationships. And again, I know it's part of my job to, you know, play music, but again, just making an extra effort to, to build with these artists and, and, and develop that relationship outside of the business side of things, uh, that becomes, I think that's dope. I think, I think that's how you, you not just build a credibility with them, but they really respect that honesty. And then they do come back to you and they want to hear your, more of your thoughts, you know, and again, and, and from there you develop that relationship where it's, they become your friends, you know, which is really cool. Absolutely, man. Um, how would you define the concept of success? Um, happiness um just able to provide for my family as well you know it's not even about you know oh success isn't just based on how much money you make it's just again i'm happy and successful if i could you know continue to keep a a, a roof over my family's heads they have a bed to sleep in they have food to eat to me um that's success you know mm -hmm. um i know success could be defined in so many ways and stuff but um as long as i could continue to provide for them to me that's successful right on man yeah. um if it's cool with you man i want to get into a quick little lightning round and i fire off some questions yeah let's do it let's do it come with it let's do it all right here we go lightning in three two one what would be your last meal 
my last meal. That was this morning. It's been, it was a long day. I haven't really eaten yet. So I had a egg white and bagel and cheese sandwich and a okay. cup and a cup of coffee. I'll take that. But what I meant was, what would you eat as your last meal? Like your dying oh, meal. Oh, my bad. <laughs> no, it's all good. Oh, sheesh. <laughs> Ooh, that's a tough one. You know what? I, I love I, I love Japanese food. Okay. So I'm probably going to have to say sushi. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry if I misinterpreted mis- that. No, that's all good. I should have phrased the question better. Uh, uh, no worries, you're good. What's your, what's your favorite movie? Ooh. Favorite movie? Um, I'm going to have to say all of uh, the Star Wars uh, episodes. All of it. Nice. What was the last thing that you binged? Binged? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know what I've binged recently. Music, maybe. Okay. I mean, like listening, I, I would have a playlist of... Bunch of '90s, like right now, a lot of '80s and '90s R&B, just listening and listening and listening to it. So, I guess you could say that. But if you're talking about binge watching, doesn't have to be binge uh, watching. You could be yeah, music's fine. Right there, it is. Yeah, okay, there music. it is. Uh, well, this leads to my next question: What is the best era for hip hop music? Oh, the New Jack era. The New Jack era. And if, if people don't know what the New Jack era is, that was, if anything, I know I could say late 80s, but it was really early 90s. Yep. And the New Jack era was, uh, shout out to Teddy Riley, Teddy Riley, oh, yeah. and just that whole sound. I mean, to me, that was my hip hop uh, growing up. Even though it was, I mean, there was, of course, the Beastie Boys, L Cool J, Run DMC, uh, EPMD, Eric B and Rockham, all that's my hip hop. Obviously, Tribe Called Quest, really, yeah. as well. Yep. De La Soul. That's really a lot of my hip hop as well, that early 90s hip hop. But that New Jack era to me is, is my favorite. Word. I agree, man. Yep. Favorite DJ of all time? Favorite DJ? That's an incredible question. <laughs> I have, uh, oh my God, there's so many DJs. But, you know, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm going to say this, and, and there's no disrespect. Ice, Ice, what up, Ice? No disrespect <laughs> to any of my DJ friends and stuff. But, I'm going to say he's my favorite. This particular DJ is my favorite DJ because of his overall uh, skills and style. And I think a lot of stuff he does goes over so many people's heads. Uh, And, you know, to me, a lot of my DJ friends are my favorite DJs. But I'm going to have to shout out DJ Melody. DJ Melody. Melody. One of my my favorite DJs of all time, just watching what he does. And just, again, knowing and seeing him from the get-go. Again, his skills and and what he does. Again, I, I don't think people understand the, the level and, and, and talent that he has. So shout out to Melody. Sick. Okay. What is your quarantine guilty pleasure? Uh, besides eating, me and my wife has been watching this new show on, on ABC called uh, Beauty and the Baker. Or Baker and Beauty. I kind of got all twisted <laughs> up. But that's been like our new hot show. So okay. okay. That's, what, that's what me and her like to, to catch up and watch. Word. So, what is your yeah. hidden talent? Um, hidden talent. Um, I don't know if a lot of people, I don't want to say this is hidden, but I think a lot of people don't, don't know that I used to play the drums. Okay. So I love playing drums. So that might be one thing. Right on. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Superpower. Uh, I'm going to say vision just because I I don't, I know I don't have glasses, but I wear glasses regularly and I'm wearing contacts right now. But when I don't have my contacts or glasses on, I can't see for shit. So, <laughs> so vision, so please. just to see clearly. That's your yes. Superpower. You want superpower. Okay. Yes. Um, what is your superpower? The superpower that you do possess. I love giving opportunity to many people. You know, if I'm in that position to give opportunity, um, I, I want to say that might be one of those things. I know it sounds weird, but... To me, it feels good knowing that I was able to give someone's first time on a plane or first time meeting an artist or first time experiencing this. Um, again, just to know that I made them experience something they, they never experienced. To, honestly, to me, that's a great feeling. If I could say that's a superpower because of what I do, um, I'm going to say that. Oh, I love that. What would be a dream opportunity for you? Um, 
travel the world even more. You know, I've got a chance to travel uh, and DJ in many places, but there's still a lot of places I haven't been able to travel to. So um, shout out my brother Verman, obviously with the Far East Movement and the, the, the many shows they've done across the world. You know, I've seen his passport and, and <laughs> just the countries he's touched. Again, that's one thing I would I would love to do is just again just tra- continue to travel the world and experience other countries I haven't been able to yet. For sure. Um, what is your biggest fear? Not able to not being able to provide for my family. That is my biggest fear. If you didn't work in radio, what would you be doing? Uh, I'd probably be in in the airline industry. That's one thing. I went to school oh, for that okay. years ago, and I I just got caught up DJing that I never finished it. But for some reason, I'm so intrigued with 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 airplanes, and I love flying. So um, I'd probably be in the airline industry. Word. Okay. Shout out Ace. Ace just hopped in here. What up, Ace? Um, Ace, what up? Less of, more of. What would you want to see less of in the world and also more of in the world? Uh, less stereotypes and racism. Um, and just more love, you know what I'm saying? I know that, uh, unfortunately, even with this coronavirus, uh, COVID thing, I know that many Asians, um, unfortunately are, are, you know, being stereotyped as, as we have the virus and stuff, which honestly is kind of messed up, which is not good. Um, so I would love to see a lot less hate, a lot of that, less hate on that stuff. And, uh, just, you know, just appreciation and love for who we are. For sure, man. I couldn't agree more. What would be your golden rule, like your life mantra, something that you live by? Uh, I think I kind of said it uh, earlier is uh, just continue to do you. Like I I always want to continue to do myself and that the only person that could hold myself back is myself. Mm. And again, if you don't speak up and or or go after it, it's not going to come to you. Word. I love it. Yeah. Very good. Short and simple, man. I dig it. Yeah. Um, I want to yep. transition a little bit into uh, some Q and A here. So let's see uh, some of the yeah. folks that might have dropped some Before, questions in here. I, I want to. I gotta tell a story real quick. Oh yeah, tell just, the story. Just, if you know, I think I kind of mentioned this. Yeah, I think I reminded you, but um, you know, just I've been involved also in the dance world, uh, not as a dancer, but again, I, I, so many of my friends have been you know involved. You know, shout out to my peoples. You know, Herman, David, and, and you know Myron, and all of them at the yep, World of Dance. Yep, but out. even going back to, I, I got to tell you the story. I'm not sure if you really know the story. But this is kind of how we really met back in the days. But um, um, and I'm not dropping any names. But when I when I was doing some stuff for Mariah, Mariah Carey, okay. her uh, music director is, uh, or at the time was Randy Jackson. <laughs> and me and Randy Jackson developed a great, great uh, friendship and relationship. And one day he he called me and he was like, I was like, yo, E, um, I'm about to go meet up at MTV. I'm about to pitch this new show. It's, you know, there's a lot of, you know, competition shows out there, but I want to do something with dancing. And I think I'm going to call it America's Best Dance Crew. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I think that sounds dope. And then yeah. he just started telling me what the concept is and all that. And then I'm I'm going to MTV tomorrow. I'm gonna I'm gonna call you and let you know what they think. And so then later on the next night he calls me. He was like, "Yo, E, they love it. Uh, they're gonna I think they're gonna sign it. I think we're gonna do this and, and all." And then next thing you know, America's Best Dance Crew debuts on MTV, and that obviously you know brought a lot of dance crews uh, around. That's obviously how we saw the Jabberwockies. You know, being season one uh, champions and then just seeing how massive that show became and how it evolved. And it's crazy. After season two, he decided to tour. So I remember I was at Legoland with uh, my family and I get this. I, you know, he calls me. He was like, yo, E, I'm putting together a tour. I want you to be the DJ and the host of, of the America's Best Dance Crew tour. I'm like, oh, dope. But you know, I also am the music director at a radio station. I'm on the air every morning. And how many, how long are you talking about? And he's like, I think he said, like, this is going to be 40 cities. It's going to be about three months. I'm like, okay, we got to figure this out. I don't know if I could go away for that long. So we kind of worked it out to where um, I ended up doing all the weekend shows. And I did the kickoff show. And the end yeah. of, like, the first show, if you remember, our first show was in Miami. Yeah. So um, I did the kickoff show and the last couple shows. But I also did all the shows on the weekends. 
And then my brother Verman actually uh, ended up uh, covering all my other gigs or all my other shows. So he was a DJ. And, all. and I had a guy named Nez, uh, who was also one of my street team uh, hosts at the time. I actually had him be the MC. So, again, he never used to travel. He'd never been on a plane. He'd never been outside of L.A. It's like, I would love to give you an opportunity to do something. And, and I just said, how would you like to experience 40 cities in the next three months okay. and be on your first plane ride? And then, obviously, you know, this is how really America's Best Dance Crew Tour, uh, you know, kind of, you know, happened and stuff. But, again, just to... No, shout out to Randy Jackson, just to, uh, a vision that he had uh, and for it to become what it was and, and how it evolved to what really, you know, you see now with, with uh, again, I, if, if anything, he really helped to me. And I hate to say the world word uh, mass appeal, but really just show the world uh, what these dance crews are really about and what we do as dancers, you know, in this world. So again, I, 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 you know, I give them props for even for doing that. And again, just to see your involvement with, with them back then is to see how you involved with what you're doing now, obviously with the Kinjas, man, again, I give you, I give you props and then I salute you. Dude, thank you so much, man. Yeah. That, that was a wild time. Like, like, like you said, when, when we were talking on the phone before, I, I totally almost just blinked on that whole experience. But yeah. That's how, that's when I first met Vermin. Um, yep. I remember during the tour, like I would, all, we would always like see each other in the gym at the hotels that we'd be staying at throughout the. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, yeah, man, it was a crazy time, bro. And like, and I, I even love how you're, you're, you know, you talk about your, um, your superpower being able to give opportunities to people. I mean, like, look at even what you were able to do for, you know, the homies that you're putting on to be able to like give them the opportunities to travel and, and all that. And that was an incredible time, and I, I think that's something that. Um, for sure, one of my, you know, dance career milestone highlight moments was being on that tour because that was the first of its kind. The, the, the show yeah, it itself, was. the show itself was like a first of its kind, and I think that's why yep. it was such like a pop cultural phenomenon when it came out. And yep. you know, and then us, you know, having the the blessing to win that first season was crazy. But um, yeah, man, I mean, I'm just thankful to still be able to. I mean, you know, I mean, that was over ten years ago, and I'm still here doing this thing and. Um, thankful for the opportunities to um, that dance has afforded me. I'm just I'm sure as what music and DJing has afforded you the opportunities to um, do things that you can only dream about, you know. And, and absolutely, we're still here. And um, yeah, man, those some good times, bro. Yes, sir. Yeah, some great times. Um, I think we have a t- maybe a couple of minutes. I know we might we might. Time yeah, let's out do it. Let's do it. Shout out again for everyone uh, joining us here. Yeah, uh, IG Live, Kinja's podcast. This is dope. I appreciate you having me. Let's see. Uh, no one's really dropping any questions. There's a question for I, me. I see India in the house. What up, India? Uh, okay. Well, this one's from J Two C. I guess this is a question to me, Ben. What age did you start dancing? Um, I started dancing when I was in high school, so I was probably like 16 or 17, and then uh, I really got into it in college, um, so just haven't stopped since then, so that was my dance start, but um, let's see, maybe- What we high to- school, what high school did you go to? I went to Cleveland High School, that is in oh, nice. Reseda, California, in yep. the San Fernando yep. Valley. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see if we have any folks in the in the comments here that are asking. You weren't going to school when we did our, our power games, or did you? <laughs> What's that? You weren't there when uh, you weren't there when we were doing our power one of six charity games. No, nah, I don't think we? so. I don't think okay. so. I think that was after I I graduated in '99. Okay. Yeah, we started doing these games like early 2000s. So. Got you. Got you. All right. Let's see here. We got some people saying that they want to be. What up, Carlo? What up, Charlie? Trying to go through all this right here. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, someone, okay, another question. Oh, that's not really for me. Do, 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 do. Let's see, let's see. Oh, here's one. Uh, our Pith Hawks, what up? He said, what inspired you to DJ? Um, shout out to, again, my cousin, Ollie. I think, honestly, just even hearing the stuff uh, on the radio at the time, um, hearing some mix shows and then my cousin Ollie, you know, played some mixtapes and he's the one who really got me into DJing. So that's what really inspired me uh, to getting into it. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of comments in here. B-ball turning. Oh, what up? C4 was up in here. He's asking when the next B-ball tournament is. Well, uh, probably, when, probably not. When for... everything opens up. Um, oh, here's one. DJ Lemon. What up, Lemon? 
do you do any music videos that we could look up or choreograph? Um, I've been in some music videos uh, and all, um, but I don't, I don't choreograph. <laughs> <laughs> I've just appeared uh, in some. That's right. We I collaborate. Earlier. We collaborate. We'll do the choreography. You do the music side. There it is. Done. <laughs> Done. I know someone shouted out earlier uh, the debut, which is a movie I was in. Oh my gosh, years ago, where I played myself as a you DJ. You were in debut. Yeah. Oh, I was the DJ. Shout out my man Icy Ice if he's still on here. Icy Ice played the host. I played. Uh, he played himself. I played myself as well as a DJ. I didn't have a speaking part. I, I spoke with my hands. <laughs> yeah. That's what's up, man. Yeah. Okay, I don't really see too many like. I mean, there's a lot of shout outs and comments. Appreciate you guys hopping in here and asking um, and just showing us love. But I think that we're about to time out soon, anyways. But uh, E man, bro, thank you so much for hopping in, bro. Um, so yes, sir. Thank you for having me. And congratulations on, on, dude, everything. Your career is, is super inspirational, man. And I love, even just for myself asking these questions, it's um, selfish, bro. I'm just trying to learn, trying to, you know, stay inspired as well and keep moving in, in um, you know, what we're doing over here. But, um, man, I love what you guys are doing. Uh, Power 106, man, shout out. My favorite radio station in the world. And I grew up on that. I appreciate so, it. You know, like uh, to be talking to you and catching up, man, it's so good. And, and it's an honor to know you, man. And, uh, you know, congratulations to your daughter again on, the, on her graduation. Yeah, Malia, um, I see her also. Joseph, who graduated, class of yeah. 2020. If you're up in here, congrats, y'all. Shout out, class of 2020. Icy Ice again, I see you. Word. But, dude, thank you so much for hopping in, man. And, uh, you know, much success, health to you, bro. And, um, you know, once everything clears up, man, I'd love to uh, catch up again in person, brother. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me. Right on, right on. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in to the live. Obviously, if you're here now, you're catching the live stream. This uh, episode is going to actually be on the podcast streaming platforms this Friday. Um, and if this is dope for you, if this is valuable, giving you something um, to learn from, being entertained from, whatever it is, uh, all we ask that you do is uh, take a screenshot of your phone that you're listening to it, um, tag us, Kinja's Podcast, Cast with the K. We're on IG, Twitter, Facebook, all that. Um, and if you can, uh, hop into your uh, podcast platform, leave us a five-star rating, write us a review, let us know what we're doing well, uh, guests that you want um, us to bring on, anything. We read through all that stuff. That stuff really helps us. And um, we appreciate you guys. We know it's tough. Stay in there. We're, we're here with you guys. We're slowly getting there. We're, we're, we're almost at the end of the tunnel. So let's, let's work together. Let's look out for each other. Stay safe. And um, yes. again, E-Man, thank you so much for hopping in, brother. No, thank you. God bless you, appreciate bro. Appreciate it. All right, you guys, guys, take care. Peace. Peace. Peace.